Yo, 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 it's X and it's what's out. What's going on, everybody? We got my boy, Corey. What's going on with you, Corey? Doing well, doing well. And we got one of my guys. I'm not going to call him my mentee. I'll call him <laughs> the little homie, I guess. Jalen B, <laughs> how you doing, my brother? Good in here. So Jalen, man, so glad to have him on the podcast. We're going to talk a little bit about rowing. This could kind of be a rowing podcast. This could be rivaled with rowing and color. The three of us, people of color, been in the rowing space. Not only that, though, uh, we all from Cleveland. We got a lot of similarities. My boy Jalen, he's got a lot of things. This dude is a crazy designer. Uh, he's a crazy shoe collector, phone collector. This man... <laughs> is uh one of the kind Jalen man how you been bro I've been good um we like just wrapped up like the spring season and that was like the first like huge like rolling like roll I took but ready for like the spring let's go let's go so yeah we'll talk about how the season went what is he learning right now as a coach what has he learned just being around the sport for some years now and uh, really talk about his design, man. His designs, ever since I met the kid, it's always been amazing. He's got that. He's got that touch. I mean, he will spend you know twelve hundred on some shoes though. But hey, that's neither here nor there. Uh, but yeah, let's talk about like how you grew up. Like, where did you grow up? Uh, how would you explain like what type of kid were you growing up? That type of deal. Um, so I grew up on the east side of Cleveland, inner uh, inner city. Um, type of kid I was, I was not like the athletic type. I knew like I could run because like people in my neighborhood had dogs and stuff and I'm not an animal person. So like a dog run at me, I'm gonna like, take flight real quick. Um, So like I wasn't like into none of that. My siblings, they all do sports, they like sports. But then it was like just me, I was like that black sheep. Like I'm not doing none of that. And so once I like took that like jump over to like the school of one with, um at the foundry, I was like, I'm not doing this at all. Like, I don't want to do it. I'm only here to just graduate. And then I, I got on the water and then we like saw it. And I'm like, oh, let me like get us a try. But like still like kind of like pushed back because like I'm not comfortable doing this at all. Because like now thinking about it, I think it was more so like fear over it because it was not a diverse sport versus yeah. like all like these inner city schools. I see myself everywhere. Like coming in, I'm like, oh, I probably see one black person. So no, I definitely get that. I definitely get that, and uh, I I can attest the pushback was real when you first when you first get in the boat. I was in there like you had already been in the boat before. By the time I got to the foundry for a bit, but uh, you know, we did this like uh, I remember we did this media thing where like the news was there, and then we got in the boat and stuff, and we had a yeah. blast. And I'm trying to like show you, and you're like, yeah, whatever, X, like. I don't fuck with this, you know, you're like, I don't care. And I'm like, no, dude, like, you're not enjoying this just a little bit, like, at all. And I'm, as much as I call you a mentor, as much as I call you, call myself a mentor, I just was poking you. I was just like, yo, what'd you think about the sport? What'd you think about this sport? And you're like, get get away from me, bro. You would call me, you know, you would just be dogging me, man. You were, you were bullying me. I remember one of the funniest things over uh, the summer was you would say, uh, X, I'm about to go home and go get my dog. And we gonna wait outside <laughs> for you. I will be shaking in my office, like I'm like, oh and no, the oh no! I never had a dog, I and he believed it every single time. Because I'm terrified of dogs, and he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm gonna get my big dog, and it's gonna be. And I was like, dude, how am I gonna get to the rapid? Like, 
before the <laughs> before the dog gets to me. So, what what made you think that? Okay, yes, this is not a diverse sport, especially in our region alone, right? But what got you more comfortable? Was it just time on water? Um, I say time on water, and then like also like pushing myself. Like this is something different, and I know it's a different opportunity that can open up different doors. Because in reality, I think if I like would have spent more time doing it, or actually like put like time aside, like oh let's like learn this instead of like all right in school I have to take this for grade. I think now like I think like a switch has like clicked because I'm like full time here at the foundry now and working with more well like we're targeting more inner city kids so like I can see myself and most of these kids in these schools and gym classes and bringing them over to the foundry and like showing them like oh like this is what you can be doing but also like letting them know like this is not a diverse sport so like you will stick out but like it's going to always be in a good way because I think and like the wrong community now I think um some people might like see african-americans in this sport as like intimidating because in most sports when african-americans like touch those sports they do really really well in it and so actually like going through with it but also like telling myself like all right Jay, this is what you're gonna do this is how you're gonna do it this is like the steps that i can actually do but like also like trying to like continue this and not like let other people like dictate on what i say or what yeah, i do like because I think like sometimes like even over like the fall season, I know for a fact now of seeing like other like high school teams like practice on the river, I know I'm the only African-American coach in the class. And so part of me was like, oh, like this is like, it's a wake up call. I was like, oh yeah, like I need to like be on point, but also like I'm still young. So like I know I'm gonna make some mistakes and I need to learn from those. But also when there's like other coaches on the water that like think that they like, can like, big body they way over me is not gonna happen because like nine times out of ten I'm probably much louder than you I can be very aggressive and I know I'm very straightforward so if yeah. you say something to my kids nine times out of ten I'm gonna say something back to you so I definitely get that and I think uh one thing that I'll touch on it too is like when you see the opportunity that comes with the sport I was really hesitant at first but then once I saw the opportunity I think travel was a big thing for me um, you know, I didn't travel too crazy, but like I traveled at some time, but like this sport can get you anywhere. The sport can take you across the ocean. This sport can take you anywhere. So when you see the, the opportunity that comes with it, when you give somebody the opportunity to be in the sport, to, to just an opening to it. So like you'll work with schools and I work with schools down here in Dallas, right? Uh, students who would never be on this would never even think about rowing when they see it and they see the opportunity. It's like, damn, like, this is amazing. I can do so many things and you can still be your individual like self in the sport. And that's kind of what I did in the sport. Um, the way I made it comfortable for me. And I don't know, Corey, you can attest to, I just was, I was myself. And I was like, if some, if people don't rock me, fuck it. If people do rock with me, then I'm grateful. And I will, you know, then I'm going to, you know, give that respect as well. And even yeah, coaching on the Cuyahoga, when when we had to do the uh, singles, you know what we did over the quarantine where we were going down mm -hmm. to the singles and I was, you know, running my little group in the in the back and some other team was coming by and they're trying to be disrespectful. You had to you got to had to hold it down. It's like, look, hey, <laughs> you really had to hold it down because it's like you're not about to come yeah. at me left. Right. And also one thing I got to say, <clears throat> when you're mentioning <clears throat> uh, traveling, like 
most of my traveling still to this day is through my regattas that I went to and other rowing opportunities. Like, yeah. So, I mean, I, I totally understand what you're saying there, Jen. So uh, let's talk about what, what made you decide I'm going to try out coaching. Um, I think coaching would be, you know, I think coaching would be in, in my future. Um, dang. I think it was started from, I think when we was in high school, like learning when I was like telling us like what coxes and stuff is, I'm like, oh, that's basically a coach. So like, they don't, have, they don't have to do the workout. So I'm like, all right, I want to be a coxing dude. Like, let me do that. And like, I like kind of like took over some of that because I already like, I knew most of like the people that like I came down here with the school. And so like, I knew that like, if I didn't want to do something, I can have them do it. Or the ringleader, you were the boss. <laughs> if I didn't want to do it at all, I can have that entire like class say no. And so I think like right out of like COVID, um, Alyssa like sent me like a text and she was just saying that she's interested in like, am I interested in being a coach? And I was like, okay, I don't think I have these qualities because like outside of like work and everything, I'm an introvert. So like, I don't like being around a lot of people or like talking a lot. So I'm like, okay, let me just get this a try. And I was like, all right. I like can get used to it. I think my first day like in practice I was like oh shit like what am I getting myself into like I'm probably not going to do this and I remember like going up to um, Amber and I was like I don't think I'm going to be able to do this and she was like yes you can because you've done this in high school plenty of times before so you're just teaching other kids and like back to what you said like basically like putting your own stamp onto it and like working your own way in it my was just like I know I like shoes I like clothes and I like fat, I like driving fast or something like that. So I knew like I can get like more attention from like kids. It's like, oh, if I like wore these shoes or I wore a different pair of shoes every practice, they're gonna like see it or like ask questions about it. So like finding like my way into it, but also like I think it was more so I wanna say Alyssa and Amber that, that like pushed it because if I don't, I won't say like if they didn't push it, I probably wouldn't be here right now because of like my me being an introvert, like versus now, where I think I'm one of the loudest coaches here. And that is like, you really know, we got to give out a special shout out to them. They were always on you, bro. Even when you were in school, they were like, Come yeah. on, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, you goofing, <laughs> you know, you're, you know what I'm saying? They're always on you and always saw potential in you. So, I'm I'm grateful and I'm glad that they that they were the avenue to be like, yo, man, you could do this because I know you would ask me about things here and there. And I'd be like, yeah, dude, you got this because you were you you were as you as you mentioned it, you were like a ringleader ringleader for your little for your group. They did whatever you did. We'll do whatever you, you said we we're doing today. You they, the group would just be like, oh, yeah. Okay, we're doing what Jalen do. And it's crazy because me and Amber, we never got along. I think the first time she like had us do a 2K, I was like, I'm not doing this. And I called her over and like left right in front of her. An entire group did that. And I was and it like just clicked. I'm like, wait, Amber's like really like she like, I don't know, but like, yeah. Most of oh, yeah. you guys are both like like <laughs> pit bulls, like that's what it is. And like like Amber probably didn't even take it like she didn't even get slighted, probably. She was just like, okay, this kid, I gotta like deal with this kid. And like it, it's yeah. great, it's so good to see that now. It's like it's cool. So yeah, I, I think you needed that though. You are a you are a stubborn dude. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> 
<laughs> it is. I can't see that because the way I coach now, I'm very straightforward and I'm just not going to like have you have your own way. And yeah. so like there might be kids that come in, especially like during field trips. Maybe always like that one kid that's like, oh, like, let me I'm not you. doing this. Yeah. And for like the most part, when a field trip come in, I'm like real quiet to myself. I'm like, I explain what we're going to do. And that's it. Versus yeah. like during a team practice and like they like acting out or something. It's like, all right, I can get you in shape quick. So I feel that I feel that. Uh, so my question to you is. Do you think that since you weren't the athletic kid in your family, you weren't really on the sports, that it was easier for you to to think about getting into rowing or sailing? We could talk a little about sailing, too, because I think you really like and you enjoy that aspect. I only had limited experience with it. No. OK, okay sorry. Uh, but let's talk about that. Like, uh, do you think because you were that like black sheep who wasn't really into like all the other sports, the main sports? that that could lead you to wrong you know what i'm saying yeah i um i think when i like first introduced them to it they was like no you're not doing this at all just because it's like a water sport and traditionally like in african-american like households most people don't know how to swim and so it was unique because like i love the water i know how to swim but like when it comes to like the lake or the river they're like no you cannot swim in that versus like now like i can flip in there and be perfectly fine um I think when they like actually came down here to see it I think my grandma my grandmother I always remember that she was like no you're not doing this at all but it was like something that was different and I was like okay I want to try this I want to like see what it's about and so I like convinced my grandfather and he was like let's try this do it because like if I don't do sports I don't like nothing like that I was always like that video game kid I would stay in a room play video games if like a basketball football game was on I'm not around at all um like versus like now where like I recently like just got comfortable like telling people like oh this is what I do and like taking it to like social media and like telling people like oh I like this and I like this so much that like I switched my major over to this and so like actually like seeing that like if I stick with this I know it can open up more doors and making myself more diverse in more areas in my life where I'm not diverse at Exactly. Just even so seeing this opportunity and, and being a part of it and seeing what it takes to just jump into it and what can come out of it. You can jump into other things and see where that's yeah. going to bring you jump into this thing and see where it, so that yeah without a doubt uh, I know for me my family they were really keen on like, you know, football basketball my dad is a football player blah 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 all my cousins basketball players so when they heard oh Xavier's trying out rowing they're like, oh well. And then, you know, after a while, they start to understand the sport. I like start sending them videos or they see it. They might come, they might see me practice on a picture or something. They're like, oh no, like this is legit. This is really cool. And then they they open up to it where they probably would have never even, you know, looked that way. Yeah. Um, So how's it going? How was your spring season? How was your fall season just recently? Uh, so last spring season, I think I like stepped away just cause like I'm still in school. Yeah. Uh, this fall season, all like the coaching staff was new and I like started working with some kids like throughout the summer. So it was like, all right, I know what I'm about to do. And then I like got thrown with, okay, you're going to work with middle school. And I was like, whoa, cause I'm like used to working with high school because like, I don't even have to yell at them and they know what just to do. They get to work in. Yeah. So like getting like over to like middle school, I'm like, okay. I do not like this. I don't want to do this. And it just goes back to like, sometimes like I will like just like summarize like a situation and just like try to dip out of it quick. But like in that situation, I couldn't 
because it was another coach that it was his first year coaching also. And I did not like feel comfortable just leaving him because I was like, I made it very clear. I was like, I want to stay with varsity. I, that's all. But working with those middle schoolers, I think, I think that was like the okay for me to be like, this is what I want to do long-term. Cause like actually like seeing those middle schoolers, like come in from the first day, not knowing nothing at all to like up until now racing. And I always like tell this story whenever I'm like talking about middle schoolers, it's this one like kid that came in through our outreach program. He's a sixth grader. He stayed like right around, he stayed, he go to school in the same area as me where I live. And he like worked with us the entire summer. So me and another coach was just like teaching him how to row, how to cops, all of that. So then he like joined a team. Mind you, he's like probably, he's a shorter kid, but he's an African-American kid. So I was like, oh, like if this is something he want to do, I'm like going to be behind him 110%. And he was in middle school. So I'm like, all right, I get to work with him a little bit more. And so like working with him a little bit more and like seeing like how the team is like, just like walking him in. Because I think like the first time learning to row situations, it was just like three kids. And so like, he didn't really get like that team like thing. So like trying to like sell a kid on, oh, this rowing team is fun. This is like harder than like most sports. It's like, okay, it's only two kids. But then he like started with the full group and then everybody not it's not necessarily everybody clicky but everybody got their own group everybody can have fun and then they all come together that's like the coolest yeah. thing you know what i'm saying and he like the team like welcomed him it was two kids like in particular that like that are really advanced and so he started coming to our like competitive camps throughout the afternoon that was like i think his first day he like went straight to them like gravitated straight toward him and they like took him right under his wing and like it's funny now because like he's short enough to be a coxswain so it made sense and so they was like, okay, we can teach you how to be a coxswain. So he was like, they taught teaching him how to cox. And then another coach uh, that was here for the summer, that's a collegiate coxswain, like took him under her wing. And that fall season, I think the first race he like did, he was coxing it. His first like ever race, he like, it was a cox quad. And he coxed it into like second place. And I like nice. flipped out that in like entire time. And then, like, back into, like, we came back, and I think, like, two weeks later, it was, like, he's way too advanced. Like, he's only sixth grade, but he's too advanced. So, we, like, pushed him over to high school, and it's, like, mind-blowing. And it was, like, whoa. Like, to know that, like, you're the foundation of, like, this kid's, like, actual growing, like, career, especially a kid in color, that's, like, you got to pull up some respect on that because, like, that's crazy to me. I don't know. I don't know how to like explain it. It's like a no, micro. No, I mean, you're explaining it really well. It's reach one, yeah. teach one. The dude is like right, grew up right down the street. Now you, you've had your experience and now he's building off of your foundation that you just say, hey, come try it out. And he probably saw you and was like, yo, I'm definitely going to try this out. I'm definitely going to be, I'm a little more uh, receiving of trying this out. And now he's excelling. So that's great. Yeah. I've got a question. I mean, I've got a lot of experience in middle school. I know Corey has. Uh, Corey's got a lot of experience with middle school. Corey coaches yeah, middle school in Columbus. Right now too. The the question I have for both of you guys get both of you guys, I guess, is I'm learning so much patience from coaching middle school. <laughs> you guys agree? Oh yeah. I think I was never the most patient person. I think I was really hot headed at times. Freaking coaching middle school. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, one thing for me is, like, I, I've had a little bit of experience uh, with, you know, dealing with that patience before. I mean, like, I've babysat. Um, 
we have this group in a high school uh, called SCORE where we go to younger, uh, like middle school, uh, sixth grade students and talk to them about stuff. But um, <clears throat> so I already knew what I had to deal with like going in. And, but like, like you said, like you gotta do a lot of patience um, and the kids are just firing off in 500 different directions. Everything you say, they got something to say back. And you just gotta, you just, you really gotta be in, locked in 100% of the time. You can't let them, cause they'll be uh, hunting for you to slip up. They'll, they'll want you to slip up. And you just gotta like, just keep them together at all times. It's, it's, I'm, I'm glad that I got this challenge, you know, cause like, if, it's like learning how to drop snow. <laughs> um, I gotta agree with like most of the things Corey just said. So the patience that it comes with, I was like, what did I sign up for? Because like versus like high school me, I was very hot headed. I was like temper. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. And then like I went straight into varsity. I'm like, okay, just do this, do this, do this and that. Then coming into like this fall season where like our middle school program like outweighed our entire like high school team. So it was like two of us, it was like 30 something middle schoolers. Some of them knew how to row, some of them didn't. And then like there was times for us to like get out on the water. And I was like, are you like serious? And we had like taken out an octopo with some middle schoolers that's like up to my waist. I'm like, oh my God, please do not drop this boat. Do not drop this boat. And I was just like, why am I doing this? Like, I don't need to be doing this right now. It's like a headache because it's like some of them, I'll give them like, you get them an inch, they're going to take like five miles. So it's like, you constantly got to be on your toes with them because we ran into an issue where like we didn't have enough coxes. So like every time like we came to practice, we got like flooded with middle schoolers like up to our neck asking, can I cox today? Can I cox today? I'm like, no, you cannot cox today. Or like they catch the ass. They catch like, the ass. And it was just one kid. I think I had to like assign groups and like I'll start picking out the kids that like, that was like getting, like learning how to row, but like still like getting it, it was clicking. And I had this one kid, he came up to me, he was like, you don't like me, do you? I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, you must don't like me because you didn't pick me. I was like, that's not true at all. And he like grown to be like one of like the kids are like, he is always that one kid that asks questions on top of questions, on top of questions, on top of questions. And he liked to have conversations like on the dock. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? And then sometimes it's just yeah. like, when I get out on the water and there's like, sometimes there might not be a, like a good coxswain. I'm like, all right, this rule now, no talking. Heads in the boat, that's it. And like, I'll come up to you on a the launch. They like have to ask like 20 more questions. And it's just like, whoa. So like developing those like patience, because I guess like younger me, I, like, I always like to like babysit, basically, especially newborns. So like, yeah, I, I know I had the patience, yeah, yeah. That was like a different level. And, and, always, and I like, think, and I think, so I babysat like all my like life too. And, I, and I've, I've been in interactions where I had to deal with kids in like a school setting. That never was different. I think on this level though, it's like, you really dealing with the kids uncensored. Like you are dealing with them like at their like most, they're like super excited. They're with people that they don't usually hang out with all the time, like at yeah, school. It's not really, it is school related, but it's not too school related. Especially where, a club team, 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there, and it's like, okay, now you got kids doing this, this, that, and other thing, and you're like, we gotta hone it all in and bring it all together. That's that's what I mean. I understand that the patience, but that is it's a whole nother level uh, to bring that together. It takes a special person. And I, once again, I mean, you being like <laughs> the ringleader of your group, the way you manage your your group. I can see it correlating to to managing, you know, you know what I'm saying? It is so funny because like Jalen, I feel like you're sharing like the same experiences that I'm having, man. Like having like kids talk about cops and all that. But like look at like I just remember coming to practice some days and I'm just like sometimes I was just like thinking in my head like, God, they are so small. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like how like in, and how they like uh, you know, they're so energized and they're saying the craziest things. And I was like sitting there like, dang, like I really was that. Like I can't I can't <laughs> lie to myself. I was that at middle school just like how many years ago. But oh my gosh, but it's a trip, man. I I, I do uh love it at the same and time. And I get the experience of like the transition of middle school to varsity. So that's like where I coach. So I coach the kids like getting them to become varsity. So I gotta teach them accountability. I gotta teach them like these fundamental things, but they're still on the like they still act like middle schoolers. They still are middle schoolers. So I got to keep that in mind. So I can't be too strict where you, with the high schoolers, it's just so it's easy. It's like, yeah, it's, it's the so workout. Straightforward. Yeah, it's like, this the okay. workout. This work done. That's all you have to do. <laughs> and you say, you just got to say, let's go. Like, you know what I'm saying? Every here and there, the, the high school kids, they got it. Like by the time they're in high school and in varsity, they already got it in. They, they know what it takes. They got, they know the expectation. But getting them to that, ah, oh, that's the hardest part. That's the hardest, but it's fun. It was, I enjoy it. Was it. The, it was like the hardest and like the worst part because it was me and then it was Coach Christian. I'm not sure if you met him. And we got, we obviously got two different coaching styles. Me, I'm very straightforward. I'm not going to talk to you a lot. It's time to get on the water. We're going to go. Versus uh, like, back, up, back up. Good cop. <laughs> is that exactly. It is exactly like that. I'm always the bad cop. Um, I just don't feel like I'm not going to have a conversation with you on the water right now. We're going to do the workout and then we can talk after. And sometimes we're like, it'll be like good cop, bad cop, but like also like, um, well, me and Christian, when we coach, it's like a good tag team. So it's like one minute I'll be talking, then he'll take over. And sometimes like the kids here, like they start to talk. Some kids probably would not like try to like listen at all. And then you have me to come out just screaming like, all right, let's listen up. If not, okay, we're going to do a five-minute steady state with some power strokes in it. And then that's when you're like dead silent. And so, like, whenever I, like, when Christian's talking, they know, like, sometimes, like, they can, like, move around, walk and stuff like that. When I'm talking, is more like, oh, okay. We got to listen. Yeah. <laughs> hey, co- co- you got any nicknames? Coach JB, like, what they call anything? What they call you? Um, I think a couple of them call me Coach J. And... Mm-hmm. Some of them just called me up on my first name. I, in the beginning, I was like, okay, Coach Baldwin, like, do I like that? I don't want to be called that. Like, don't call me that. And I don't like that when my athletes do that. They, Coach Anaton, how are you doing today? I got, <laughs> you get away from me. <laughs> so uh, coming from your first couple of years of coaching, um, what did you, like, have to adapt uh, and, like, figure out, like, what, you had to change to help out these rowers because I know for me I had to figure out like I, I I can't just tell them one thing and expect them to do one thing I had to experiment and you know another thing is like when you deal with 30 20 kids 
like some kids are going to need different type of tactics than the other kids. And you got to like, you know, you have to manage all their personalities, all their interests, all their uh, um, like habits. What, what, what are some things that you had to adapt with? Um, I had to adapt with, I think, again, like the biggest part is diversity. Like coming into a team where like I know I'm probably going to be like the only like black person or the black like coach in charge and not being too technical. Always like trying to like make stuff like straightforward and try to make it easy as possible then like work my way down. Because I feel like in most situations, I feel like I can either like tell you a lot and expect you to like get everything when I say it or like basically slim it all the way down to like arms only strokes all right phase in half slot and I think just like transitioning over when I when I first started it was like I am like so close in age with like the rest of these high schoolers and like me being a high school like if I'm the same age as you or near that like gap I'm not about to respect you because I'm right yeah you like a brother or a sister to me so you're not you don't got that authority but also like taking like the step further and be like okay if it's a kid that like don't know what's going on at all or probably don't want to like grow at all, all right, let's explore like this option of coxing. And I think I have ran with that for like most of my students that came in um, this fall time. They just was not interested in it or they like physically was just not into it. So I'm like, all right. And like it was weird because the kids that like didn't want to row, they had that perfect attitude to cox too. They always wanted to tell other kids what to do. And so like actually like trying to like not necessarily like cater to them but like also like let them know like this is not like a regular sport this is not like a basketball football where you have to like basically beg your coach to like have it this way if there's something uncomfortable about a situation come talk to me and more than likely I'm you gonna have your way with it because I want you to have a good experience but also like this is not like a cheap sport either exactly you you cannot waste your time with rowing if you want to be in it you in it and we'll help you we'll help you adjust to make it more comfortable to we really want to see everybody just succeed and, and re- reach their apex so definitely understand that. i got a question for you now uh you used to be heavily an uh, interior design guy i used to <laughs> used to show your designs uh you got your own page designed by a uh, design dot jalen b right is that right am i off am I yeah right? okay uh, I think it's design. So I don't know. It's something like that. Hey, we'll we'll find it and you know we'll put it we'll put it in the description below. But uh, let's talk about it, man. I used to love seeing your designs uh, back in like you know the summer twenty eighteen. All that. Let's talk a little bit about that. Like, what got you into that? Were you always into that? Like, when did that start for you? Um, I want to say it started like probably sixth grade. Okay. Um, I think I've always, I always had like a creative like mindset. So I always wanted to like do something to like put my own stamp onto something. And so I think I came across a website where like you can design a room or something. And I was like, oh, I like this. And then I like came across other like, uh, like TV shows where people are like breaking down like abandoned houses and making like these like, I don't know, like gorgeous like houses out of like just something that's abandoned. And so like fast forward into like high school, I was like, oh, this is something I probably want to take serious. And so I like started like paying for like different like sites that like do like CAD or 3D rendering. And I like, I like thought like this was something I was going to like do like for the rest of my life because it was like something like I was good at, but it came with the obstacle of like math and I don't like math at all. 
And so like I knew if I went to college with this, I have to like face math. And part of me was like, all right, let me just get this over with. And when I like started coaching and I made like that transition over to like youth development, I felt like I like abandoned that like thing, but I necessarily didn't abandon it. I like put it on like that back burner. So like versus like now where like I see myself in this like coaching role and want to do this like long-term, I can like design whatever I want. And so like actually like take into like considerations like what the foundry looks like and like what it looks like for me or if I like go off and design my own boathouse, which like I'm in the process of doing, but like it's also still like mind blown versus like I took off, I like took off on this like interior design like role and then I like did a complete U-turn and did youth development thinking that like interior design is like way behind me. I'm not gonna ever touch it again versus like now where I'm like knee deep in it. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, um, you find a, you find this niche, you get into youth development. I got into youth development, but I still go for the hobbies that I loved in the beginning, right? These are still things, these are still avenues, but I'm learning how to apply, how I'm building teams, how I'm, you know, getting people together, how I'm managing personalities and, you know, just bringing together units of like diverse, diverse people from different backgrounds, all this different things, bringing them in together. And now mentally for me, it's, it's easy as a creative to go, okay, well, this is how I need to go apply this to making content or I love architecture. That's how I could apply it to trying to do some, you know, designs on that. You know, I'm not on your level. Excuse me, sir. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on your level. But, uh, you know, uh, that's where I kind of, I, I get what you're saying in that. And just that whole, I, that whole idea of finding an opportunity, diving into it, understanding what you could get from the opportunity and then keep going in, into what you've always loved. So I'm glad that you found, you, you found the mixture of like them both together, right? Would you say? Yeah, I think I found like a good mixture of it because before, like when I first started coaching, I'm like, okay, interior design is like done. And then actually like sitting down and thinking like, oh, like this like career path that I just chose, it can be something long-term. So like if I want to like do like a long-term thing, A, I know it sticks out. B, I know that like it stick out in a good way in my opinion. And C, I know I'm going to put a stamp on it. And what that stamp is, I'm going to have my own boathouse and it's going to be like built on the foundation that like how I was like brought up, but also like what I'm learning now. And so it was, it's crazy because like when I like uh, did an Instagram post, basically like saying like, Oh, like, this is like what I do. This is like something I'm passionate about. A lot of people like ask about it. And I think it took like a right turn, but I was not prepared for it. Or like a bunch of people was like more like reaching out like oh like let's help you build this team let's help you build this boathouse i'm only 20. um I'm, I'm not capable of doing that right now hey, so actually like only but a number in certain aspects um <laughs> that's what i had to say that but i'll uh, do hey. happening for uh i want to say at least my like late 20s hey well like let's look at it like this you still got to build coaching is going to you're going to need to learn how to be a decent coach to have your own boathouse and manage your own boathouse you already know the operations of the foundry pretty down pat i mean for years now you've seen it from every angle you possibly could see it <laughs> from right so yeah you got to work towards it obviously but on the design side and all that side it's, it's great that you back into it the foundry has amazing design layout 
for it being such an old, you know, I think it used to just be a storage room for like the Cleveland Museum of Art. And now yeah. it's this huge rowing, you know, freaking <laughs> hub with the CrossFit gym and all that. Like it, it's amazing. I, I love my time at the Foundry. I got to show love to the Foundry. Uh, I want to ask you, let's talk about community outreach though. So how are we going? How are you guys going to schools? How are you guys attacking schools? How are you guys, are they coming in the tank? Are they going out on water? Or what are they doing? Like, how do you do this? Yeah, so I, as of March of this year, I was brought on full-time as an outreach coordinator. So the foundry got grant funding for Cuyahoga County. So any like family that's below, I think above the 200% property line, um, we can offer them uh, well, we can offer their kids an opportunity to join a rowing team at no cost. Um, so we partner with CMSD. We partner with different um, school districts. So we come in and we do gym classes. And so it's like a step down unit. So like we come in, um, we either do like a presentation or like we do like a gym class. And then well, like gym takeover in Dallas. Yeah. So like we take like herds and stuff okay. there. And then and like in hopes of like that school and like trying to do a field trip. And so like they come to a field trip and they get the like mixture of both worlds. So they get like a rowing part and then like, like we have these sailing simulators and it's just like a 3D, not 3D, but like it's an actual like simulator. It's like the tank house. And so where I come in, I come in as like the rowing, I'm the rowing coach of like the row sail dream like program. And so I do either like the erg workouts and I do like the tank workouts. And so we can like go from six, our funding is available for six to 12th graders. And so like that makes it also like really unique because like this grant is just for like those inner city kids that don't know about the sport, but also come take a field trip and I can show you, I can give you like a taste of what rowing is and you can- So is there, yeah, I was gonna ask, so is there a little more than just a taste? So like if you, if you go six to 12 then like, can we make a full boat out of that? Like how, like, it, idea wise is that is that kind of the idea is that the concept to get to or no um the concept is to basically like have an have this club team cfj and have most of these inner city kids that never knew about rona or don't know like they're good at it join that team and potentially open up doors for them to like go to college or in college or like even going to college but like getting like rowing scholarships or like just like trying something new. I think that's like the biggest thing because like sometimes like I won't even push you to row. I just want you to try it because I did the same thing where I like, I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. I don't want to do this. This is like a white sport whatsoever. And look where I ended up right back in that same spot doing complete like 360. And some of them like, they like they fall in love with it, but also like it comes with the barrier of the water. And so, like, we implemented, like, the way where we have, like, the SUVs and we take them out, like, boat on a row. And so, like, I try to do that. I try to, well, no, let me take a step back. I get them on, like, a coach boat. And so I put them on life jackets and, like, we just go up and down the river trying to get comfortable with it. And then I put you on a sub and I take you out, boat on a rope. And so, like, from there, if you, like, fall in love with it, okay, you need to be on the team because there's a lot of kids that I've, like, interacted with that is really good at it, but like they don't want to do the support at all. And it's just like, okay, let me encourage you a little bit more. And so like telling them like, all right, come shout out this practice. After you see a bunch of kids do this, 
it's eventually something that you're going to do. And look, I'm about to grab that from you now. I'm sorry. I'm about to grab. I'm going I'm to be taking the kids out on the water. I feel like that. I've never thought about that, taking them out on the coach's launch and then having them check it out. Uh, but here's the, here's the thing we're trying to do in Dallas. Mm-hmm. Is we're over the summer, and I want to know if you guys do anything like that. We're trying to get uh, – we're trying to implement, like, a swimming lesson, like swimming lessons for the summer. Uh, but I can say – we can take that a little bit further. Um, yeah. The Foundry have, like, partnership with the YMCA. So right. Yeah, we, yeah so do we. Say, yeah. Like, kid, yeah, so if a kid, like, come in and they don't have, like, no type of, like, swim lessons at all, um, again, that grant can pay for it. So you can get swim lessons like right downtown. And that was like the same thing we did, like the swim tests and all of that, they get those. Um, but I think we're trying to implement that a little bit more by like trying to like get more kids that's like interested or like they think they want to do it. Yeah. Because essentially like if you stay the course and it's something you want to do, look, you're going to get swim lessons. You're going to get like the proper like gear that you need. And like your family won't come out of pocket for most of that either. And I, dude, that's such a blessing because that's the, one of the biggest barriers for the sport is it's one of the most expensive sports. I mean, you know, I mean, we always talk about the boats. We always talk about, but just overall, it's just expensive regattas, expensive. Everything is super expensive. Um, where, so we talked about a little bit in the future, right? Yeah, boat house is coming regardless. Whether you, <laughs> you think it's coming in nine years, it might happen in five. You might blink, it happens in two. You have no idea, right? But uh You'll never know. Don't ever let the age dictate uh, what you're trying to do, bro. Because, I mean, you know, there's 24-year-old billionaires who started companies out of nowhere, out of left field. You never know, man. So I'm going I'm to clown you on that for a little bit. I'm not being your mentor. I'm being that guy that just poking you. You know what I'm saying? I, mean, I feel like it's a step down to it. I like essentially, like right now, I'm assistant coach. So like yeah. the next week, I want to be a head coach. From that head coach experience, whether I stay with CFJ or not, that's when I, that boat house like start to come into play. And I like now, like I want to like share it, like share the thoughts of it because like, I feel like in my opinion, I always feel like that. Um, it's going to stick out. It's not going to be like a traditional like boat house or it's not going to be like a CRF where it's like a, not necessarily like a shack, but like just like a warehouse type. I want it to just be like a community center, but I also want it to like also like stick out and make it known that like, this is a black owned facility and it ain't going nowhere. So whether like I keep it here in Cleveland or like I take it down somewhere else, but like wherever it go, it's gonna be a stat. Question, how would you explain a school of one to someone that has no idea what school of one was? Uh, so school of one is another like school that's partnered with, that's in Cleveland Metropolitan School District. So it's a public school, but it's also, it's an alternative route. So um it, they're like placed in actual schools I think it's like eight sites but they're also like sites like the foundry where you can go to the foundry learn how to like row sail and do your school work here so for my experience I started off at Collinwood so I went to school of one at Collinwood so I would basically go to school like normal days and I think my schedule was like I want to say like nine to like 11 or something like that and all your classes are online, you have like one teacher that's like assigned and you just do all these, um, you just do your work on those. Um, it's basically, it was like a pilot for like COVID. So like all the classes was online. You can do the work at home. You can do it wherever. You just got to get it done. And I think they like just opened up another like facility that's uh, more like attended for like LG, LGBTQ plus. And I think 
uh, it's mainly, it was mainly for like kids that like couldn't like get that transportation to school or they like have different like uh, issues of like family related that stopped them. So I think STEMSD implemented that. And so far it like took off. Well, hey man, you're a great product of the school. So shout out to School of One. Um, let's talk about on, uh, on, so we talked about, you know, uh, right now you're, you're assistant, you want to go for head. After that, then we go over to, you know, Boathouse manager, Boathouse <laughs> designer, Boathouse extraordinaire, right? Uh, what other goals do you have in mind? Let's talk about like any, any other goals you have in mind, any shout outs, any of these things, any inspirations, things like that. Um, I think my next goal, well, I think my obvious, like my big goal is to get more confident in the sport, more so or less, because like sometimes like I do have like those moments where I'm like, damn, like, I am like the only like African-American in this like river. So it's like really not like nowhere. I'm like, oh, like, let me go talk to this one because like they probably going to the same thing I'm going through. So being like more confident in it, but like, okay. I know this is an issue. I know this is only like for a time. It's only for like a small time period, but like you can do damage with or without another like person of color in it. Um, I think another goal for me is to try, I think I wanna go for like that head coach position, but like also like go into it head smart and not like think like, oh, I have this experience. I can like do this, do that. But also like being like, okay, this is like the role of a head coach. This is what has to be done. This is what needs to be done. And not like lose focus of like, oh, like I have this head coach title. So like, I don't have to do that. Or I don't have to do this. But also like being confident in it to where like, sometimes like you're going to lose people during that process. And it's okay because like some people are only like here for a time period. So letting like, so like for example, like I have like friends that like did not like like it at all. And so like, they were like, oh, this is a white sport, whitewashed, all those like types of jokes. So it was like, okay, let me prove you wrong then. And so I think making it, making myself stick out in a good way and having that confidence where like, I don't care what nobody got to say. If you can say it, if you can say it through a megaphone, I want you to come across the street to the foundry and say it to my say face. Say it to my face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And also then like, I'm not going to like, throw myself under the bus or like put myself like in predicaments where like oh like you're trying to be somebody you're not like for me like for example like I coach in Jordans Yeezys I go in track suits what I'm not about to like change the way my appearance either because I think that was like another thing that I like I had to like get over I was like why am I don't look the same as these people so should I like change the way I like do stuff and I was like an instant like Jay no you're not you're not doing none of that right because like I think I started off coaching I had like an afro and so, like, I knew, like, okay. And then I, like, switched to twist. And I was like, I really don't care what somebody got to think because nine times out of ten, I know I can make a training plan and put some kids in the boat, and I bet they can crush you and your team. And I think just not limiting yourself is a really good thing. Like, you got you to gotta be out there. You know, that means that eyes are on you, man. And so that leads yeah. me to a question, like, what, what do you – what's going through your head? What is, like, keeping you – you got to be, like, I need to do this. I need to do that. I can't do this. I can't do that. In terms of coaching, being a role model, what is some? What are the things that are just constantly in your mind? Like I have to present myself this way. Like what are the go tos? Um, I think it goes straight to like regattas. Um, when I like go to a regatta and like I'm like walking with the team, or whatever, and I don't see another like African American coach, 
or there's like silence on the water where kids are where like my kids is like clearly like they're in the wrong and we're trying to like work through that and another coach like come like screaming down I'm not gonna like yell across the river at you because I still got like my kids that's looking up to me and so like making that example like okay like you can like scream holler all of that now so I say I'm gonna look at you I'm gonna laugh and I'm gonna wave um I think some of it I think it goes back to the diversity that's not in the sport I feel like if it was like a little bit more or like that percentage was like a little bit higher, I think it wouldn't be such like a lot of pressure. But I feel like it's always going to be pressure. Well, I feel like it's always pressure on me when I'm out on the water and I know that like. You represent that, bro. Yeah, I like, I like, I know, like I am the only African-American coach on the flats taking kids out on the water right, right. now. And so sometimes I can get like in the head frames like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm like representing for like all the African-Americans that's like coaching somewhere else. And I don't want to put like a bad name or a bad rep on them. So like, I'm not going to like, if I see someone that's on the water, that's like, that don't agree with me being on the water or coaching at all. I'm not going to like be mad at you. Not so that I'm going to try to like show out in front of you. So I'm like going to have my kids like do focus files or something like that and, and show them like, Oh, I deserve to be in a sport more than you do. And see, I, I'm going to clown you real quick. I'm going to clown you on this, and, and it's just because of this. When we were Shaker, Shaker was, was one of the only public schools that still has a rowing team. And when we started, I mean, you might look at the team now, and, like, it's not diverse, but it was, like, Corey, myself, and, like, just a bunch of kids from a different, like, different walks of life. People who had never would have experienced the sport before were able to to even step foot in these competitions, and we used to get murdered i mean the first Corey doesn't know this because Corey is like a few years younger than me like two years um but we used to go my first two years of rowing was just all the other teams saying at Ed, saint ignatius destroying our teams they had money they had all the things we were rowing in boats from the 90s and we we were just trying to make we were just trying to make whatever we had the best possible and you know we, we got our first bid at one point when i was a junior in nationals and all this and everybody still like was like looking down on us. And obviously, I mean, for me, it was a different route too, being a person of color, but also just being like not preppy, not from West Cleveland. Like, you know, I'm not roasting. I'm just saying like, it's yeah. a whole nother avenue. It was like, it's a culture shock. But in another way, it was also like low-key fuck y'all. Not, not in no disrespectful way, but like, we're gonna, have yeah. to show, we're gonna have to prove to you guys we really are supposed to be here. And if you don't think we're supposed to be here, like no, we do. So always, I was always struggling on it. Corey, I don't know if you can attest, but no, no, I clown you like, on that, Jalen, because that's what we had to go through. And I'm like, it was a push, bro, and it was a struggle. Because, uh, uh, like, especially with Saint Nature, Saint Nature's like the bay next to us. So just seeing their fleet of boats and all like. 70 kids coming up and how, you know, they'll have like, I don't know, five, four uh, novice eights at a time. And we, I just remember looking, looking at my team and just being like, you know what, like, we gotta, we gotta, we gotta compete with them. Like, we're not going to let them just win, just going to let them win. Right. And that was and they would throw shade. It would be like little, like things you had to deal with. You just had to like, like kind of just take it. Cause you're like, okay. I'm not going to show out. I'm not going to be that type of person because then they're going to stereotype this. They're going to have this whole narrative exactly. about us yeah. uh, like doing this. So I go, okay, we're just going to try to beat your ass on water then. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, 
we're just going to take it all out on the water. Like that was kind of the idea. And it was kind of like a rock star kind of way. It was like, hey, fuck, we in this, we going for it. Whatever the outcome is, we always used to say, play the cards you're dealt, man. Hey, you may not have the best cards, but hey, play the <laughs> play them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but those, yeah. that made the competition so much better. Like that, that really raised the deal, really. Jalen, any shout outs to anybody, to anything? What are your goals <laughs> in the future? You should, just shout out whatever, whatever you need to do, man. This is your curtain uh, call. I would say Amber. I would say Alyssa. Um, I would say it's going to like hurt when I say it too. It's going to say school one. Um, I want to say the foundry. Um, and then like the coworkers that I work with now. Because like some of them, I think they like see like when I'm like pissed off or like when I'm just like not in the mood or they like try to step in and be like, oh, like Jalen, this is a route that you probably should do. Or like giving me different ideas for like, oh, okay. Like sometimes like, I think now I'm going to like through this phase of like, I don't want to hear what nobody got to say. I feel like I'm going to do this and this is what I'm going to do. And they like step in and be like, oh no, Jalen, I like understand, but like you should do this. And sometimes I don't feel like hearing those butts, but like sometimes those butts is like what I need to hear. Um, uh, what else? I think that's pretty much it. I think I'm surprised on what a sport can do to a person. I think that's what I'm like still like always going to be in shock. Like I do this for a living and this is something like I'm trying to like make last for a long time. Well, that's wonderful. We're all in certain, we're all in similar positions, all coaching, uh, young kids, we people of color and just Jalen, it's great to see transition you've made from this hater of the sport <laughs> to someone uh, who really enjoys it uh shout out to you brother a we're gonna stay in contact i mean obviously just as being friends but also we'd love to have you on the podcast and if we make more videos and stuff like that I'd love to have you on there uh Jalen, man thank you for being on the show Corey. you got anything all you gotta say uh, i just want to repeat what i said like it's great to have you on and uh, it's crazy how uh, just one choice of staying on the road can really brought to really all three of us. But yeah. Yeah. But yo, it's been what's out. Peace out, everybody.